According to a CNBC article, 47 million Americans could lose their income due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, that translates to a potential unemployment rate of about 32%. So shortly after last Monday's episode aired, I was actually informed that I was being furloughed until June 8th. Now, that date could extend out a lot longer than that, or I could be called back sooner depending on the business needs. Now, I've got to be honest, this wasn't something that was completely unexpected. Um, I mean, I can't speak for the other employees, but at least for me, it wasn't something that was unexpected. However, even with that, it was still pretty shocking to actually hear that I was being furloughed for almost two months. So let me just say that the impact on us financially at this point was minimal. Now, the two big changes for us are that we won't be able to send anything extra to our mortgage and we'll also be pausing our aggressive investing strategy at least until my income is back in full. But I still get a paycheck and a half because of our pay cycle. Our expenses are so low that my wife's income can actually cover everything that's essential. And on top of that, we have 10 months of expenses set aside. Plus, I'm also eligible for the enhanced unemployment benefits as well. But the thing is, I know some of you guys may not be in such a good financial place right now, and you may have experienced the same thing and been completely caught off guard. So I wanted to share some of the steps you can take to minimize the impact of a furlough on your bank account. Let's talk about it. Once you've been told that you're officially furloughed, the first thing you need to do is just breathe. Now, it's totally normal to feel panicked and overwhelmed and all those things once you hear that it's actually happening to you. Like, for example, even though we're in such a good financial position, my wife was still shaken up a little bit when I actually shared the news with her. And that just goes to show that managing money is a very emotional thing. It's almost as much about emotion as it is about logic and strategy and all those things. And so the first thing you need to do is really just stop and take a deep breath. Now, what I'm not telling you to do is ignore your feelings and ignore all those emotions because there is value in all of those things. However, before you make any major financial decisions, you really need to take time to breathe, relax, and actually think these things through. And here's the thing. As you actually navigate being furloughed, you may find yourself slipping back into those states of being overwhelmed and stressed and anxious and all of that. Again, that's going to be totally normal during a time like this. Now, I know for me, one of my favorite tools to use when I get a little anxious is the Calm app. I've found that about 30 minutes a day keeps me in a really good mental space. Now, I'm not saying that this is going to work fully for you and it's going to be the cure to all your problems. However, what I am saying is try some different things until you find something that does give you that space to actually breathe, pause, and think things through. Now, the second thing you need to do once you're being notified that you're furloughed is to just ask the right questions. 
When you're being furloughed, a, a million thoughts can run through your mind, right? Like you've got bills, you've got, I mean, just all these different things. And one of the most important things that you can do when you have all these thoughts racing through your mind is to actually communicate. Now, there are a few questions that I asked and you should ask just for clarification purposes. And the first thing you need to know is there are different types of layoffs. So you need to be sure that you're being furloughed and not laid off. And then once you have that clarification, you need to ask how this decision affects your eligibility for the unemployment benefits. Now, the next thing that I ask and something that you should ask as well is, do you still have access to your medical benefits? And if so, how will you be expected to pay for the portion that you typically cover? So as we all know, there's these big premiums. Your company tends to pay for a portion. You pay for a small portion. If they're going to cover you, how are they getting their money back? Are you going to be responsible for a lump sum when you go back to work? Are they going to trickle that out of your paycheck? You need to be aware of these things going into the situation. The next thing you need to know is, is there a timeline for your return? Now, this is going to help you plan out your finances, and it can also give you peace as well. Now, the answers to these questions and any others that you can think of can paint a clearer picture of the situation at hand, which only helps you make better money decisions. The third thing you need to do after being furloughed is apply for unemployment benefits. Now, with the influx in applicants over the last few weeks, this may be a more difficult task than it usually is. However, you need to do some research on the requirements for your state and get started so that you can get that income rolling back in as quickly as you possibly can. It's also important that you keep an ear out for any additional benefits you may be eligible for, such as that stimulus check that's been talked about over the last few weeks. There are a few calculators for that. I'll be sure to link to those in the show notes as well. Now, once you've applied for the unemployment benefits, it's time to start contacting your creditors. One of the positive things that's emerged through this time is the creation of programs to assist consumers by different service providers. I think that's super cool. You have the auto insurance companies that are stepping up and giving you money back. You've got a lot of the mortgage lenders that are suspending payments. All these different things that are happening to help you out. So be sure to take advantage. Take a moment to reach out to your mortgage lender, reach out to your insurance company and whoever else you make regular payments to in order to see how they can help you get through this time. So whether it be waiving late fees, mortgage payment suspensions, suspending interest or something entirely different, don't be too prideful to take advantage of anything that's going to help your family survive until you're back working. So now that you've applied for all the help you're eligible for, it's time to assess your financial situation by building an emergency spending plan. Now, during a furlough, some of your expenses like utilities may go up. Again, that's because you're home more. You can offset these increases by cutting back on some of the discretionary spending. This is especially true if you know yourself to be a boredom shopper. Like I see friends and stuff on social media all the time talking about how bored they are and they're spending all this money. This is That's probably like the worst thing you can do at this point. So here's what you can do. The first thing is do what we did. Pause on your long-term goals. As I mentioned, my wife and I, we're not investing or paying anything extra to our mortgage right now. Instead, we're stockpiling any extra cash to hold us over. Then as things go back to normal, we'll go back to working towards those long-term goals. But for right now, our priority is getting through this season. 
So once you've hit pause on those goals, you can start by listing any income you expect over the next month. This could be remaining paychecks, unemployment benefits, alimony, whatever else you can think of. And you can also earn a little income through a side hustle if you have the ability and the desire right now. But one thing I want to say is please prioritize your mental and your physical health right now before you even think about a side hustle. I mean, at the end of the day, your unemployment benefits should cover some of your salary if you're eligible. So that kind of takes away the need for a side hustle in most cases. So then once you project out your income, it's time to list out all those essential expenses. For the most part, this is going to be housing, utilities, food, things like that, because again, we're social distancing, we're staying home. And in order to stretch your money further, you can definitely consider cutting out anything that's not absolutely needed for survival while you're not getting that W-2 income. Now, once you have your expenses laid out, you've got your income laid out and all that, you're going to take your expenses and you're going to subtract that from your income to see what you have left after covering your needs. Now, again, this number could be positive. This number could be negative, but you need to know where you're starting from. And having that clear picture of knowing whether you're starting from a surplus or a deficit is only going to help you make better decisions as you're trying to help your family get through this challenging time. Number six on the list of things to do is use your emergency fund. If you have an emergency fund, now is definitely the time to use it. But again, you have to be smart about it. Lowering your essential expenses, trimming some of the non-essentials from your plan, and utilizing those unemployment benefits you're eligible for, all of that stuff can come together to help your emergency fund last even longer. And a key thing to remember is once all of this is over, you need to make sure that you're able to replace everything you've withdrawn so that you're prepared for any other emergencies that may be coming in the future. But don't allow yourself to feel frustrated at the fact that you're having to use your emergency fund. I mean, after all, that's exactly what it's there for. So don't beat yourself up over the fact that you're actually having to use it. This is what you've done that for. This is what all those sacrifices and hard work and good choices were for this exact moment. So if this episode has helped you and you know someone that's currently being furloughed, share the episode with them. You can find the link to share the episode at winningtowealth.com slash MTM19. Also, if this is the first time you're hearing this podcast, I want to thank you first for listening. However, be sure to hit the subscribe button. I'm going to be sharing even more money talks specifically designed to help you manage your money over the next few weeks. And subscribing ensures that you are one of the first people in line to know when these new episodes release. But until we talk again, keep racking up those wins one at a time. We'll talk soon.